Okay. So <laughs> here we are. We we've been here for like an hour and a half. We're gonna finally start now. But we are um, back with the Raised Hunting Podcast, and we've taken a little break from the woods. Some of us, it's easier to take that break because some people are tagged out at this table, meaning our good friend and visitor again, Kentucky-bound, or from Kentucky, Shane Edwards is back with us. And Warren, these two are out of tags. Easton and myself are still trying to fill our tags. Am I, am I allowed to comment on this? Sure. What? You've already, you're the first one to kill a freaking deer. But I still nope, got a tag nope. left. Shane killed first. Shane killed yeah, first. Yeah, Shane killed first. I haven't even sent an arrow through a deer yet. Well, I'm not, I wasn't trying to poke fun at anyone, so did. I was throwing myself <laughs> in there. <laughs> yeah, you did throw an arrow at one. Yeah, there you go. I did throw one at one. Okay, the so. fletching went through it. So between <laughs> the four of us, we have four deer and some hair. He has the hair. All right. It was no. a practice. All right. So what off. we're doing, what what brought this topic up um, was, one, we've had some people that have um, requested it and said, hey, man, would you guys talk a little bit more um, about scoring? And then the other thing that brought it up today is Shane just brought us over a buck and, un, I mean, unbelievable, really nice deer that we were all like, we feel bad for Shane because it was a deer he knew. You've known him for three, four years. Yeah. Three, three or four years. Yeah. And, um, and anyhow, if someone was – how many points does he have? I didn't even count Mainframe 10 and three extras. Okay, so a mainframe 10 and three extras is a lot to say to someone. That's 13, Dad. Just yeah, so you know. but, I, but what I'm saying is you could say 10, it that way. He's a 10-point with three kickers. Yeah. Or you could say he's a 10-point buck. You know, he's got some junk. Or you say <clears> – <throat> He's 175 or 180 inch 10, and that's going to be our topic today is talking about scores and what does the score mean and why do we use it? Or lack thereof. Or lack thereof, um, because there's a lot of things surrounding the scoring that I think is worthy of talking about. So I that's, think, too, we should discuss what does scoring lead to in like people's mindsets. Uh, uh, we're going to talk about scoring, and okay. we're going to leave it open at that, so... I think the first thing that we should, or I don't mind going first and saying, score for me, when when I talk to you on the phone, Shane, and you tell me you saw a 180-inch deer, I don't need to know how many points or any, I know what caliber of deer you're talking about. You tell me you saw a 150-inch deer, I know roughly what you're talking about. That is the only reason that score means anything to me. It gives me an understanding of who I'm talking to when it's I can't. A, it's a gauge, isn't it? It is. It's a, gauge. Yep. Same here. Um, I, what can happen though, is that same gauge can become a, a benchmark or, or a, no, or a that place too, that yeah. you got to get to. And then what happens is you find a bunch of people that are upset and having been an outfitter guide, the, the last thing that you ever want to do is tell someone that it scores X and it scores one inch less. They're upset. So you're always, I mean, and I learned that the hard way because I thought for sure I had a young lady that came. She's pretty well known in the industry, killed an elk, and I thought for sure she had killed her first 350 bull. I was absolutely positive that she had killed a 350. It was 330-something. It had 32-inch main beams. Which and is tiny for it, elk. Which, which threw me off like no other. It was the, the biggest probably five-year-old bull that we had ever killed, and he just hadn't gotten the age yet, you know. And so, anyhow, long story short, I learned a huge lesson that always go lower when we're talking about that. But let's talk about, because you were just bringing up, Warren, that um, what does score mean to you? Uh, <clears throat> well, to me, personally, 
Yeah, I mean, I really, I really don't care about score that much. Now, I do think that, so I'm probably gonna lose my card. Um, One seventy two is I am an official scorer, but uh, yeah, but I mean, if I was really gonna go off that, I'd be going off the net scores of all those deer, which is a lot different than the gross score. So I really personally don't care about score that much. Otherwise, I would be, you know, paying attention more to the net score. Um, but I, as you guys said, I do like it as a benchmark because people will tell me. You know, I saw that deer, this deer, and he was, you know, three times outside of his ears. Okay. You mean more of a gauge than a benchmark? Yeah, a something, reference. Yeah, something to understand yep. what they're talking about. It's a reference, yep. you know, and so because that doesn't mean anything to me. I've seen deer that are 24 inches wide that are 110. You know, they just are, they got little tiny tines, no mass. That's not an impressive deer. Um, and then I've seen other deer, you know, that are outside their ears like that that are humongous. Uh, but to me, my favorite thing is mass, mass and character. Like I've told East and everybody else, anybody that knows me is, I could care less if a deer has tines over four inches. If he's got like 20 inches of mass on each side, just yeah, baseball I bats, agree. I'm hunting that deer hard every day. I think that um, a lot of deer get discredited as for what they are, meaning that you'll see deer that will score 190 or 200 because they have their mainframe 10 and they've got 10 points. You know, that they're 140-inch deer with a ton of extras. And right. then you'll see a 180-inch deer that has mass, you know, that he's got way more antler there, but since he doesn't have many points, he's no he doesn't score near as big. Well, let's let's back up because I do think that I'm I'm thinking of myself. You guys grew up and you knew what it was. Shane, when did you first figure out what someone was talking about was score? And and what I mean by that, and let me qualify it with this. I remember one time someone talking about 140 or 150 inch deer. And I didn't, couldn't understand what they were talking about. I didn't know if they were talking about weight. I, I didn't, I had no, no, I didn't grow up in a family that hunted and scored deer or any, I didn't see, I mean, we killed spikes and we were jacked, you know, and right. so I didn't know what any of that meant. So I don't want to leave someone in the dark that might, that might be listening to the podcast and they're like clueless that what, when we talk score, we're talking about a measurement of inches of the antlers on both sides. And then, and that's measurement of the main beam. They, they differ sometimes on what the animal is, on how it's measured. But both Pope and Young and Boone and Crockett make these scores. There's some other ones that do that as well. But then that is the, that's the reference thing that we're talking about. So if someone's here and is talking about scoring, you're scoring an antler. It doesn't, in, no, in neither one of the Pope and Young or Boone and Crockett, do they count the points other than on a moose. You know, so, so it doesn't matter how many points they have. It's just a scoring system. Well, the thing that, What's, what the scoring system was also created for was not just to gauge deer. It was, it was supposed to be the main purpose was supposed to be research so that, you know, if you kill a deer in whatever county, then they knew, you know, that this deer in this county, there was X amount of deer that scored 150 or better. And if you killed one in this, that X, it was supposed to give them some research because you're talking about Teddy Roosevelt and those guys that started right. the score. And then it's, you know, they do do, you know, the clubs themselves do a lot for conservation. A ton. But that's what scoring was supposed to be initially created for, was to be able to create a system that gave people references of locations and places that produced excise animals, and then to be able to look at those places and see why they created, what what were they doing in that state or in that county or in that area that the deer got so much larger, or the elk or anything else. I think that that part of... <laughs> Scoring is out the window. Gone. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's no longer like that. And I think that social media has ruined that. The amount of professional scorers I see on social media 
it really pisses me off to be honest because is what you see is you see a guy. I'm, I'm I did a deal. I'm in a shed hunting group on Facebook, and it was I think a year ago or two years ago. This guy posted a shed that he was super jacked about that he'd found, and he said, you know, it was a 74 inch antler or something. There was literally 238 comments, 238 comments, telling this dude that this shed wasn't 74 inches. Right? 238 people saying that this shed is not a 74 inch antler. So finally. I decided, one, I told the guy, like, don't listen to these people. Because, one, if you've ever taken a picture of an antler on the ground. They always look small as You crap. can't tell. <clears throat> so I, is what I did is I took Bullwinkle's antler, and I took a picture of it on the, in a, in a way where you could not tell that how it's. How big it is. Yeah, how, that it was a 76-inch antler. And then I took a picture of it where you could tell what it was. And then I made a post, and I said, one, if you guys have the time to be the 200th person to try to tell somebody that you're wrong, then you need to get a life. Because you have nothing to do. I mean, 199 other people already said that the deer, that it wasn't 74. And the antler probably is 74. And so, because then they all wanted to say the same thing. And then I showed them the other picture. And then I have an official scorer card. And so I know that the antler is 76 inches. And then all of a sudden, you know, well, that guy's wasn't though, or this or that. Sometimes, yes, people are absolutely wrong on their score and they did it wrong or whatever. But one... It's not that big of a deal unless it's a world record or something like that. Right. That's breaking a record. Who cares? Two, you're probably wrong. There's a ton of deer, just like Juice. How many how many views has that had now? Yeah, we have one of Juice on our TikTok that got like 1.2 million views or something. <laughs> yeah, not thousands. People were saying and like 135, 140, 135. Yeah, you know, because I said here comes the one. We said here comes it. Check out this 180 inch deer coming in. And people, that deer's not over 135. That deer ain't over 140, this and that. And so then I posted the video, and we scored him and showed that he's a 180-inch deer, you know, 14-inch G2s and 26-inch beams add up. So I think it's it's gotten lost as far as what the purpose was. And that now people that don't really know what they're doing either are, are destroying other people's um, sense of confidence over what they've killed due to this score. Right. I agree with that. <clears throat> I don't know what the premise is or the, I don't know what the word, stereotype uh, within hunters. Because um, I, I, rel- I relate it very much to, like, I feel like it's gotten a little bit better, but I still think it's extremely toxic. Um, fighting within each other. So, when like, when we were growing up, this is off topic, but just to point on it, we would always talk about 80, 10, and 10. So 80% of people in the world are on the fence. They don't agree with hunting, or they don't disagree with hunting. They don't agree with hunting. They don't care. They don't know, whatever. 10% do, and 10% are 100% against it. And so as the 10% being on the hunting side, it's your job to portray ourselves as good people because what you're doing for hunting and to be able to educate other people is a good thing. It doesn't. It's not just about killing. It's not just about a score. It's not just about doing whatever else you're doing in the woods. It's genuinely a good environmental activity and people can enjoy it while they're doing it too. So you have to carry yourself in a way that portrays that to the 80%. Okay. And the way where I relate that to is I feel like within the hunting community, it's a lot of arguing, a lot of toxic behavior upon or to each other of the size of deer, the age of deer, how you hunt, how you don't hunt, what you use to hunt, and I think it's just spread. I think it's gotten absolutely ridiculously out of hand. And one of the core things about it, I feel like, 
is how you hunt and the score, uh, like especially within the whitetail community. Oh my gosh. I, I'll be the first one to tell you, I love scoring my deer. I love score. I love watching Warren score his deer. I love learning when he's teaching you different things about abnormals, things like that, and how to score specific deer, non-typicals, typicals. I love just seeing the scores. But the scores shouldn't be if you shoot a 180-inch deer and I shoot a 120-inch deer or a basket rack for that matter. Shouldn't be if it's, it's the story that goes behind it in my opinion. So I, I've told, I was ranting to Warren about it um, because I've had people asking me this year and I've had new hunters with me, obviously like Joey and I'm trying, he's never hunted at all. Like he's, he hasn't had an experience all that much. I mean, he's had some friends and stuff hunt. And to me, that's one of your biggest um, and best ways to teach somebody and I don't want to say correctly because maybe some things we do isn't correct, but the best way we know how. And so I want to teach him everything the most ethically, morally, where my heart is correctly, the best I can to help him understand. So when he's asking me stuff like, why are you trying to kill this deer? Why are you trying to kill that deer? Why didn't you shoot this deer? Why didn't you shoot that deer? Well, the buck is a bonus in a year. So I'll tell you, the, the I don't remember the last time I saved a buck. As far as for myself, I donate a buck. You're talking about the meat. To eat, yep. Yep. So whatever buck I kill, I am doing it to, or it's most likely I've already gotten myself my meat in my freezer. Then the does slash bucks I'm shooting after that, after the first doe or whatever I kill for myself, is going to, I have a list of people that want wild game. And once I get through that list, if the property that we're hunting or whatever, and we're trying to kill some more does for management purposes, goes to hush or something where it's, which in I, if, you guys don't know Iowa's uh, has a hush program, which is you can donate your deer. It's like, uh, did they raise it? It's still only a dollar, isn't it? Uh, Actually, we, me and Joey just donated one the other day, and it was free. Yeah, no, yeah, they, they don't, don't charge anything. They it's, pay the it's, meat lockers. No, but it's charged on your license. I think we pay a oh, dollar. Oh, that's yeah, on that's okay. That's what it is. Yep. Um, but anyways, they take the meat lockers, take these deer, and they they go out to soup kitchens, homeless shelters, all sorts of stuff that benefits a lot of people. So. The point with the hunting that really drives me nuts with the scores and everything is being somebody that if you walk into dad's basement, you walk into Maya Warren's living room, I haven't been to Shane's house, but I'm imagining there's probably some freaking huge deer in it and whatever else the man has killed. But you walk into those places and it's either they're going to love it because they love to see it or they're going to be like, oh, you're just a trophy hunter. And the amount of times we've been called a trophy hunter because we post bucks and stuff that we've killed or we manage our bucks, I think is absolutely absurd because we don't, if you listen to how we hunt and why we hunt, yeah, the, the buck is, the buck is the main challenge in my opinion. That's what I was explaining to Warren and ranting about is that this year the 170 mark. I had no idea if I could kill 170 inch deer. Right now I'll tell you it's not going to happen this year for other reasons we'll probably get into uh, with a different podcast, but that was not, it, it could have been 130 inch deer. It literally could, whether, depending on the location you're in, you could have 60 in whitefish. If I, if we would have killed a deer that was like 40 inches or 50 inches or had just more than four or five points, that would be the deer. I would be like, heck yeah, let's try to kill this because it's going to be the hardest. It's going to be the most challenging. So well, and, I think let's ask that then. So one, what's your, it did the definition of a trophy hunter varies. I would categorize myself to an extent as a trophy hunter. 
and I and people call me that I I don't have really any problem with that because to me what it part of the reason so this is where I'm going with this question is if somebody asks me why do you pick out a deer to chase the main reason that I pick out a deer to chase is because he's either big enough that if I kill him I'd be really happy with him or two it's going to take me most of the season to try to kill him or hopefully kill him and then I get to hunt more that's really all it comes down to for me is either yeah. I'm good with having my tag punched early because I killed a big a really big deer that I'm super excited about or I get to hunt more so how do you choose a deer then or what is it that you're looking for you know and I've been hunting a lot more years than the two of you guys and Shane is probably in closer into the realm that I'm in but now Aren't for me old? it's it's doing. more no, it's more of it's more of the challenge. So it's not necessarily about the big one. It's it's now more about um, I have a deer right now that I'm trying to kill that that is broke a leg, and so it's a co- completely different psychological. How do you figure this out? How do you I mean, because we've talked so much about scrapes and rubs and the rut and what it does when you got a deer that's injured, he's not going to do any of that. Um, so there's kind of an intrigue to try to do that, but at the same time, I'm also saying, am I setting myself up for an impossibility because this deer could already be dead? So let's just say before the season starts, and you are going to, because I think we all are picking out some deer that really pique our interest. That for we sure, want to try and kill. What is that? Ha- what is that criteria for David? No, number one is five years old. That's the first thing. I, I mean, and that's where I mean that I know either I know the deer, did the deer last year straight up, not the biggest buck in the world running around, but he I had the most history with him. Had every single shed except for one, which you ended up finding this year. Um, every, to me, it was the history. It was the, there's a story with this deer, you know, like getting to know them. Um, so I think that number one is that they are mature, that I feel like now having, own, I own some land. And, and so I feel like I'm doing my part to take out the older ones, let the younger ones come in and take their place and trying to see if that I can actually have an effect on that. That's that's pretty cool. Putting in food plots is kind of another way of seeing, am I helping these deer? Are they more healthy? Um, am I causing them to go over here because I planted that? So that that would be my my number one criteria is five. Number two is probably, um, is he a deer that I like? And, and uh, I mean, and don't get me wrong, antlers are just antlers, but at the same time, I'll be the first to admit, they wouldn't sell the calendars they sell. They got these giant freaking deer on there by putting fork and horns and spikes on there or what I call sporks. They just wouldn't be a, you know, it wouldn't go, it wouldn't work. And so I'm, you know, I'm all about, yeah, that's cool. And I'm like you, when it comes to a deer, um, mass is number one. And, and yet when it comes to score, mass is the one thing that those deer, yes, they get four circumference measurements, but they don't get credit for that. We just measured this deer of yours, Shane. And, and the deer we're talking about that Shane, it was found dead. Um, it, either got hit by a car or possibly in a fight, but his legs were broken. And so Shane's already gone to the state and got a tag uh, uh, in the state of Iowa. They'll issue you a tag for a deer like that. And so when you're looking at a deer like that, we scored him at 170 or 180. 180 on the dot or 180 180 and and some change. But there's more antler there that he's not getting credit for. Yeah. So what's uh, Shane's criteria? I'm along with David. I'll go straight for age. I mean, uh, I could kill a 190-inch deer if I thought he was three or four years old, which would be rare for a three-year-old, but very possible here for a four. Um, and you go, you, you go get him, then there he is, that smaller body and the head's not very big. You always wonder what would he have been next year. 
And that goes back to what is a trophy hunter. I think we go through stages, and it's okay to be a trophy hunter because mentally it's in every stage of life. Uh, you start out, you want to kill, kill, kill when you're young. You know, Then you go to maybe I want to help someone kill, and you bring them in. Then you go to the management aspect. Then you get into the area we're all in right now, picking a deer out. And that's hard to do. You pick one deer out. And I've talked to a lot of friends since I found that uh, deer today, and I'm like, you know, it's just part of the game we play. You can't, I mean, we're taking a wild animal and trying to get them five, six, seven years old. And the chances of that, EHD, cars, other hunters, uh, buck fights, who knows what, getting caught up the fence, just crazy things that can happen. Uh, you know, a shed fall off and pull up, pull part of his pedicle out like we had on the last podcast, it kills them. I mean, to get them at five or six is, is extremely rare. So that is a trophy in my mind, a five, six, seven-year-old deer. Uh I would make the argument too that um, going back to non-hunters, that if non-hunters truly understand what a trophy hunter is, they would prefer a trophy hunter absolutely to someone that. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. So anybody that wants to jump all over, go ahead, because I'm not saying that there's a problem with doing it. I'm just telling you that um, you know to somebody that's shooting a shooting a spike or a fork and horn or, or anything for meat, that if a the non-hunter understood that the meat isn't going to waste, right? They're not – I think they get poachers and trophy hunters confused. They think we're just shooting a deer, cutting the head off, and taking the rack home. I think that's what you need to cl- you need to clarify with a trophy hunter. A tro- There's three versions in my head of what a trophy hunter is. Trophy hunter one would be a poacher. That that's, some not people a trof- say. that's not a hunter at all. That's just a poacher. Okay, uh, we understand. I'm saying you need to, you need to, yeah, yeah. Well, you, but you need to clarify that some people, the, the premises behind what a trophy hunter is, is different to a lot of people, and it's not. Yeah, how other so people like, look at it. Because yeah. with what you guys are referring to, 100%, what's wrong with a, being a trophy hunter? But the negative connotation behind being a trophy hunter is can, a, can be, a, you could be a poacher, you could be somebody who doesn't give any craps about the meat or anything, and you are just going to keep the rack. Whatever. What we're talking about being a trophy hunter is everything you've been explaining. We we still are hunting does. We're hunting the bucks. We're eating the bucks. Yeah, we're gonna try to pick the biggest buck. We're still gonna eat the biggest buck. Doesn't it, that that's not what a the premise of a trophy hunter, I feel like, is driven by most people. Most people put it in a negative connotation. Yeah, I think if a non hunter knew that you're trying to kill the oldest, most mature animal, yes. and that so the the young next generation can come up, they would prefer that over knowing that you're whacking a sporky. Yeah, uh, but that's. I just think my it's actually pronounced that. just spork. But yeah, I didn't put a Y on it. Just sounds better. Spork. Sounds better. I like sporky more. Do you like sporky? I more? still want to watch on Tootsie Row. They make fun of me with Tootsie Row. Oh my gosh, oh, that's good. <laughs> I mean, I've been thinking about this whole podcast. How am I saying that wrong? It sounds like you guys are saying it exactly like I am. So I'm out. <laughs> but toot or toot. I don't even know now. You got me. <laughs> I think it's Tootsie. I, I say Tootsie Row. But the perspective. Let us know what you guys think. Is it Tootsie Roll or Tootsie Roll? No, Go don't on. tell me. I, I don't want to be damaged for life. But <laughs> So the respect we have for those deer and when you become a uh, trophy hunter, however you want to call it, is insane. I mean, because me as a 12-year-old shooting deer, I saw a deer I'm going to shoot. I mean, I'm going to try to get this thing down because I cannot wait to kill something. Now, if that shot's not – he doesn't present me the right shot to where – I think it's going to be a 100-yard track job with a bow or drop him in his tracks with a gun. I'm not shooting. The deer last year I killed, Ben and I, we had 47 seconds left of shooting, and I had him in that field for 15 minutes. I wasn't going to shoot unless he turned broadside. He was straight on. Yeah, I could put the crosshairs base his neck. Wasn't doing it. I'd waited for a different day. 
So if those the people that down trophy hunters or whatever you want to call yourself at that point, uh, they understood our mindsets and how you know how much we actually appreciate the deer and respect, just like the deer we found I found today. Uh, November 4th, he come in. I sent you all the video. He come running in there, working the scrape. He walked walk up, you know, 38 yards. We all shoot pretty much every day. 38 shot yards not a hard shot. Um, but it was raining. What if I was shot? What if I hit back just a little bit? I wasn't even sure as I was going to shoot him because I thought he was a four-year-old. Well, you know, I wanted to see him on hoof. When I seen him on hoof, I'm like, this is a big deer. He's probably pushing 180. But it didn't matter because I still thought he was four. And after that day, I even listened to what you said. You said, I wish you'd go over and kill that big old deer. That's what exactly what I did. I left that deer alone because I was confident as four after sending him on hoof. Went to the other farm, got on him, hunted daylight to dark a couple of days, uh, jumped him out of a scrape one morning. I wrote a little story about it. I put all that in there just just for us to read. You know, it, I didn't. I don't write those things for you know to go public. I'm definitely not a writer. I can barely talk. I mean, <laughs> well, we know that. I know <laughs> it's it's obvious, but. Uh, so clearly uh, you should not have listened to me <laughs> the deer. no man i'm good I, even knowing if it comes back he was five years old when we send his teeth in i'd be like man maybe i should have shot him but i'm happier shooting the deer i shot he's a six and a half year old deer i feel confident in that and uh yeah going back to score i laid a tape on him i think he's going to be in the mid 60s uh i'm happier shooting that deer at six and a half years old than i would be at this deer if he comes back four because now I'm always going to be wondering, what would he have been next year? What have you been at six and a half? Because, you know, this deer at three and a half or two and a half, I've got a shed's 130, 135-inch deer. Last year, at what I think is a three and a half, he's 155-inch deer. I've got a shed's. You just scored him at 180 and five eights. He's jumping 25 inches a year, so he's at least 205 next year. And when they get to that four to five, they start throwing crazy stuff. Yeah. And uh, he, he was throwing it. And as far as me, I'm just like you. I don't care that much about score. I mean – what I like at score is for us going there and us all have a big – like we all got on there and said, I think he's this and I think he's that, and we're having a big time with that. That's probably the best thing about score and their tradition of it. Like you said, Roosevelt and them, those guys, and social media and uh, trolls on the internet have killed that. They've taken away what that really means, in my opinion. I think they have to all be trolls too because the more you think about it, like what I can't understand is why do they care so much? Like, why would you? Yeah. Why do you care so? Like, if a dude posts a picture of a deer, your fellow hunter, and yeah, some other hunter, and he says that he's one forty, and one, let's just say he's not one forty. Maybe the guy scored him wrong, and then the deer's one one twenty nine. So be it. How much does that affect your life? Like, I could never take the time to comment on somebody's thing and tell them that it's a it's a decent deer, you know, but he's not one forty. Like, right? What I don't. We, you get, yeah. kid, do you have any idea on what the purpose is? I would say that we that see is. that often. You know, I mean, you see it all the time. That's you, what I'm saying is why do I don't understand what people's goal no, is. Yeah, there's no reason to have to say something Jealousy. to that person, you know, just to say. Yeah, that's it. You know, I and think so. So you just move on, well, you know, so they're wrong on their score, so what? You know, before, that's the other thing I think you have to apply is you have to take what you're talking about and you got to apply it to wherever you live. Because I know anybody that listens to this that doesn't live in Iowa is going to be like, what the heck are these Well, I can't give my crap. deer to 180 and yeah. this and that. That's true. It may yeah. be three years old where you live. If You know, if that's what you're able to get those deer to, then, you know, and if, if it was basically what we're saying is if it makes you happy, shoot then it. shoot it. Here's it. And but before that, we get too far past it, because he made a comment about it, and I want to attest to him, and I think if you look in, I know for a fact, if you look in Dad's journals, you're going to find it. Warren, you write some stuff, don't you, sometimes? Uh, uh, as far as what? Like stories of hunts or whatever. Um, no, because it's all in my head. It's in his head. If you looked into his head, you'd probably find it. What's well, a mess? I have. <laughs> <Yeah>. a, <laughs> it, is. it is a mess. 
I have a journal. Fear you'll find stuff. organized for whatever reason, though. <laughs> uh, you'll find stuff similar to in, but I hope you don't care. I'm going to read like two sentence, three sentences out of what you sent us the other day. Yeah, sure. Because this is this is exactly why, in my opinion, the hunting side, the score doesn't doesn't matter. It does if you want to just find a benchmark, whatever. But the score isn't about the being the trophy hunter where Shane is saying that he respects an animal, he uh, loves them, and genuinely cherishes every moment that you're in the woods with that animal. Is He wrote this right here. He wrote, oh, he wrote a freaking novel to us, but I loved reading every bit of it. But just the last part, how long did you hunt this deer for? Split brow? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've known him since he was three and a half, two and a half, three and a half, something like that. Yep. But uh, I, I shot him last year at a five-year-old, and then after I shot him... Uh, he, I saw him on video, and Ben noticed that he had a drop time. So then I'm like, "Oh gosh, that could be huge next year." And he yep. made, he was really healthy. And didn't I, I didn't hurt the deer, and uh, so I decided to pass him the rest of the year. So I had a lot of history with him last year, and then uh, the year before, I, you know, I had a decoy out, and he come to it and bristled up on it. I mean, a lot of cool stuff, a lot of yep. a lot of history with this deer. So multiple years, multiple years of um, time spent with this deer, and. I don't think you're giving him credit. It's the, if you see the pictures of this deer, he's freaking huge. It's a absolutely ridiculous deer, but he doesn't say a word about it. And here's why he says, as I looked up on the moonlit Ridge, I could see the 20 and a half inch spread of a buck. I knew a split brow. What a humble moment. When this happens, I walked up to the buck that had roamed these woods for the last six and a half years Without touching him, I sat down against a young oak tree and took in the moment. It took Ben about 45 minutes to get there, and I enjoyed every one of them. I wish that could explain the beauty of that ridge with the moonlit shining or moonlight shining through and creating bright spots within the shadows of the large white oak trees. Okay, right there says the amount that, yeah, that's a huge freaking deer. If you see the pictures of it, it's a big deer. The amount of respect that a, a man that is hunting for the correct reasons or the right reasons within their heart does it right there. And well, so I think there's stages to that because I think like one, so you could write a twilight novel, but two, <laughs> the thing I'm talking about, like, as far don't as let him give you too much crap. Cause it's freaking awesome to no, see that's that. What I'm saying. I is. love good. reading that. It is. That's what I said to, in the message. But all I'm saying, like, I think that that there's different ways for people to get excited. Cause I'm telling you right yeah. now, I shoot a deer like that, and I'm still He's the stage. running. Yeah, you are not keeping me away from – I am not sitting there not touching that deer for 40 minutes. No flipping way. And it is stages. Huh? It is. Yeah, it and is I couldn't – It is. Absolutely. It, that's it that's what happen. I think is that – The point with that, though, is that it's not a matter of whether you're touching the deer or you're not touching the deer. The fact that you can walk up to what you have harvested and the amount of respect that is flowing out of you, at least I hope, I'm speaking for you. If you're hunting, I pray to God that that is how you feel – when you're walking up on an animal that you've sent an arrow through, a bullet through, whatever it is, the amount of respect that comes out of that, uh, I don't think you can, I don't think, I really don't think you can put a negative connotation to a hunter right there with how much respect. And I don't think it's, there's any way you can describe to somebody who has no idea the amount of love you have for an animal like oh, that. I think, I, I, I think when you get to the point where, where Shane is at, what he's writing about there, and I'm not speaking for Shane, but, um, <clears throat> There's remorse when you kill that yes. deer that you've been chasing. There, there is a point where you will actually go, dang it, I ain't going to catch him on trail camera again. I'm not going to be looking for him around the corner. I woke up sad the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. I yep. was like, 
I, I go through, you know, I talk about going through my cameras, my pictures, and I'm like, he's not going to be there. I know that, but I was sad that he had left the woods, basically. I mean, he's, you know, his yep. his life was part of my life. And uh, you know, I moved from Kentucky to Iowa to hunt these creatures, and it's not just a passion or whatever. It, it's a lifestyle now. I mean, it's you put all everything into it, and you love it, and it's uh, and you respect each one of those animals because they – they allow you to have that lifestyle. Absolutely. Without them, you don't have that lifestyle. I I think uh, also, I mean, moving on a little bit here, but I think to get back to the whole premise of what the scoring, the age, the what you're doing is hunting, is we need to <clears throat> hone in a little bit here because none of us, first off, are telling you how to, what to shoot, what to hunt, what not to hunt. Number two, take it with a grain of salt because I'm probably the least uh, – skilled slash experienced one here to be able to say where I'm at with my stage. My, the stage I'm in and the ones that these guys were referring to, I think is extremely interesting when you really look at it. New hunters, brand new hunters, they're going to be at a, a whole new stage. And that to me is a huge, 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 huge one to set them up for success at the larger stages, the ones where you've been hunting for 20 years, the ones where you've killed some of the biggest deer in your life, or you've done this and that, you've accomplished all these different things. And I think that the new hunting stage is huge because for me, dad, dad was, I can't, I, I, he's nice enough to do it. Warren gives us a lot of crap for it and Warren supports it at the same time. But as I grew up, when I was first starting, it was, we could have a two-year-old walk in juice we had juice. Was he three or four? He was two that first year. Okay. Well, when I was sleeping. Yeah. He okay. Was he two. was two, a two-year-old juice. Dogs are freaking everywhere. A two-year-old juice comes in, and green light, shoot him. And oh, granted, oh, hold on. We're gonna preface this before you go, and then make me out to be the bad guy. <laughs> dad, dad was claiming that juice was a crap buck. Okay. That is why I was giving him crap because I was saying no, and that's why he was going to let you shoot him. It's okay, I'll also defend you buck. on this one because Chunky Monkey, another two-year-old that we all knew was not a crap buck, came in and Which Dad you said guys shoot. Didn't Green recognize life. till later. We knew it. He said it was Chunky Monkey in the tree stand. No, While, you, yes, he did. You realized Stop. later. It's okay. <laughs> you uh, nobody's dogging on you at all. You're on the management stage. Dad is past that. I was shooting on the management stage at that point. Clearly, you were because you were saying stuff. Okay, but cool. I was at a point, new stage. If you would not have allowed me to do that and said you need to shoot this deer, that deer, uh, specific deer, the point I'm at now would be not even th This year is. Now, the 10th year I've been able to hunt since you can, in Montana, you can only be 12 when you can start hunting. So the 10th year I've been hunting and the most I've ever learned in my entire life and I haven't even finished the season. And I think part of that is because I've gone through all these stages, shoot whatever comes in, whatever gets your heart going, whatever, if it's a doe, a, a spork, a pure <laughs> spike or a pure fork, I don't care what it is, the... I feel like a lot of, and we're probably to blame for some of that because anybody that falls raised hunting is going to see, they might see some of the stories we share of kids that are killing freaking awesome deer or even small deer that just have great stories, stuff like that. And it's a congratulations, but we might ruin people with the fact of that we're showing the big deer. But the, what you have to understand is that you're at a different stage. You're at a different stage than him. These two are the sim most similar probably, and I'm at a different stage than all of you guys. So like you guys all, wor we all worked. I, I feel like you... To set yourself up for for the love of a lifetime or the obsession of a lifetime, you have to start 
in the right direction. And Every I think stage just, is important. Yeah, not to skip them. And yep. I just think that that is something that I feel the more I've hunted with newer hunters or been around newer hunters that like don't don't limit yourself. There's there's no reason to limit yourself to. Well, and 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 again, raised hunting, the name and everything, <clears throat> raised hunting, bringing a family member along, which I I am my hats off to both Warren and Easton. When I was their age, I don't think I had anyone to take hunting. You know, I mean, I was still learning myself. And the fact that you guys have already started including other people, I think when we're talking about scores, one thing that we, I've seen it, I've seen the kid, the dad takes them out there and they shoot a 180-inch deer as their first deer. You know, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to tell you that you're doing anything wrong, but I wonder where that kid is going to end up in hunting 20 years from then. Because it, there's only so much bigger he's going to get, you know, or that the deer are going to get, and so I and believe you can't. Don't get him wrong though; it's freaking. All, it's a deer of a lifetime, absolutely. no matter what age you are. It just sets you up for a real yeah. tough time it's, growing. Yeah. But and there is some people that can shoot a 180 like that, and then the next year they'll shoot a 100 inch deer and be just as excited. So yeah, I think one thing we should talk about first off is if people, I feel like people are listening to this thinking we're only shooting 170 inch deer. How many deer have you killed under 100 oh, I, inches? I got a bunch of sporks at home. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, can I add so, to this list? You're all saying spork, sporky. I killed a spick one time. <laughs> Hold on. What is this? A spick. So I bought this 300 Ultra Mag. I'm supposed to go uh, elk hunting with some buddies. Never have been yet. But anyhow, I bought this 300 Ultra Mag. Got it set up. I'm going to shoot a doe and see what it does. So this doe comes out, and she's in the woods about 70 yards away. I shoot this doe. <laughs> And Dad, I'm, I had walkie-talkies back then. I'm like, hey, I killed a doe. Let's go get her. And he's like, I'll be over in a minute. He comes over. We walk up. It's not a doe. It's not a spike. It's got one side, nothing on it. The other side has an antler about this big. A spike? Well, big well, enough I, Big enough. it was an antler buck. Right. Dad starts rolling. I'm like, <laughs> he's like, you know that's your buck tag, right? I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> he said, son, that's not even big enough to be a spike. It's a spick. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. But so, so yes, you killed I, I lots mean, of bucks that are not. I grew up on the East even, Coast, and, right? And where if it was if it had an antler, you know, you shoot it. But and, I think because then let me speak for myself too, because I've killed a lot of deer that are not trophy class yeah. deer. I killed uh, my first mule deer buck was like I don't know 100 inches something like that, and I <laughs> lost my shit. It sure. was the coolest we thing both ever. Did. Yeah. yeah. Then. The whitetail I killed after that was like 70, 80, yeah, I don't something know. It was like a that. Little eight point. Then the one in whitefish that Geeson was talking about was oh, he was wait. a little tiny eight point, and that was the first deer I saw that was not a spike in like what seven or eight days of hunting. Yep. And I was stoked about that one. Then we moved to Iowa, and I shot a hundred and thirty some inch deer, which was the first buck that I had a shot at. Then the next year, I shot a 150-inch deer, which was the first buck I had a shot at. <laughs> so I got really, really lucky for a few years in a row. Then I started passing a few deer, and then shot another 150. Like, I was getting – I had three years in a row that I got super lucky, that I wasn't, like, having to really pass any deer. That Just the first deer that came by were big deer. And, and I think that qualify – everyone knows that we live in I- – I was a different breed. It just is flat – at when it comes to just flat, different – different strain of deer therefore i don't want to say it's easy but compared to some other places it's much easier to kill bigger deer yeah because we have three-year-olds that can be 150 60 70, 70 inch yep. deer then you have those deer that's six years old never be over 150 i yep. mean that's yep. 140 but yep. then you do have that chance just like uh flat crab there four-year-old i think 180 and five eighths yeah more than likely is going to be 200 that's you know it's 
And that's more common than it was in Kentucky. Yeah. So as a new hunter then, at what point do you think that it's, and there's not a right answer for this, but at what point do you think a generalization, would it be more acceptable for a new hunter to start considering um, score or age? I have an opinion on it. Okay. Go. Uh, It's hard to tell. Mine took me a long time. And I think it's when you are, because <clears throat> there's always going to be variable and stuff's going to happen. I just did it. But when you are to a point where you are very confident and uh, can control your emotions well enough to make good shots pretty consistently, good I point. would say. Because for me, it took me a long time to, to click where I was like, okay, where I'm freaking out, but I can control it enough where this deer is coming in. It's not a question in my head whether I'm going to kill it or not. It's going to be a, I'm going to crush this thing. And again, things are going to happen. Stuff's going to go wrong. I don't care how many years of experience you have. I don't care what you've done. If you've bow hunted long enough, you're going to wound animals. And it's just inevitable. But at the point of when you, when that clicks, when you start feeling like you're, okay, I've shot enough stuff now where I'm, I'm walking myself through everything. I'm preparing myself for all sorts of different things of what this deer can do. And I'm understanding their body language and really just becoming it's like a it's like that graduation of a stage i feel like that's to me when you start realizing okay let, let's try to give myself more of a challenge because that was the first challenge is to be able to figure it out so let's just say theoretically you have to put a number on it years and, or uh, like how many deer, deer? Because I think that you can shoot does and stuff, too, and get other experience. I don't think that you can. I don't. And, I don't. and, and I'm not trying to cut you off, Easton. I understand you where you're coming. Do you think there's a minimum, though? No, I think it's what he's referring to is muscle memory. Trying yeah. to get it to where it goes. You go on autopilot, and you're able to make. And Because we all are going to talk about buck fever when it hits. And if it's still hitting you before you make the shot, you need to still learn. You need to keep you shooting. You need to keep shooting more animals until you can get that to where you can control that. And then... Don't get me wrong. When it hits, when your legs are shaking so bad, you can't stand up. When you mm-hmm. find yourself hyperventilating or laughing hysterically because your emotions come pouring out, yeah, absolutely. And you're going to be pumped when they're coming in. Absolutely. But it's a matter of being able to, like that initial, I can't control how excited my I am right now, and I'm just freaking out, and everything's scattered in my brain. Once you can hone that in and say, okay, now I'm like, holy cow, This I'm going to shoot this buck. Here we go. And you're controlled, and you understand when to draw and when to shoot and how to shoot. And the last that thing that you the, need to be doing in the tree when that's happening is trying to do math. Is he 140? Is he 120? Yep. Is he 100? Yep. It doesn't or matter. Or just identifying. If you're that excited, get ready to shoot. shoot. Yep. You know? So can you get that within – can somebody get that within two deer? I would uh, say – I'd say – I would say very rarely, I, no. But I would – Maybe. I would say that I'm only can only use my own self for, and I would say no. I shot a whole bunch of deer before. I'm I'm glad I never had the opportunity to shoot something really big, until I had shot a bunch of other stuff. Unless those two deer are like 180s, and you're like, hey, I got to kill 180 now. No but do you what. think that that person got lucky, or that they actually that they have the capability that they're able to hold themselves together, and they are have a good understanding of what they're doing? That after two deer, they should be passing up. Uh, I, bucks. I think it's different for every every human being. Every individual. Every I think individual. it is too, but I think unless you're a Tom Brady of deer hunting, There's different, I think yeah. that you sh- two deer, you sh- absolutely should not be passing deer. Oh, I agree. I th- and I think that 
there should be a number on does too. So, Nick, I'm going to call you out here because I'm very, very concerned about this. And I want to know what we can do different because this terrifies me. So, Nick just killed his first deer the other day. And one of the first things he just asked me to do was score it. And I told him no. Okay? I'm not, I will not score your deer and don't ask anyone else to do it either because I don't want him to start worried about what the score is. So, what? So, and then the second thing that he told me is he has one goal for next year, which is to kill a mature deer. And I told him that's an awful goal. And I think that it's a terrible goal because now is what you're doing is you're limiting, you're going to, to kill a mature deer, you're going to have probably a dozen deer that go by you first and you've only shot one and i do know your level so far so you need to shoot way more than two (laughs) before you start doing that so is what i want to ask you though is what have we done that's made you one want to just score your deer out of curiosity and then two make you feel as though a mature deer it should be the goal for next year because i feel as though personally i've failed you on that because the first 10 deer I shot weren't mature or, or if they were, I wasn't, I did not care about that. And I also had probably 25 does in between there. Uh, well, well, Nick, Nick's not Mike. Then I think I can, and Nick, you can correct well, me. If well, I'm tell wrong. us why though. So what, like what, what is it that just cause you hear us talk about it all the time or what? Well, so like the, the one thing that I, and I can say this enough because I, I greatly appreciated Shane for, taking me out on his property and appreciated all the effort that you guys did to be able to get me my first deer in that shot. I had my same coming moment of, I basically, I had like a whole patch on my hat of, for a person that I definitely wanted to do it for. Yeah. And, um, I was so stoked of just the fact that like I, I had gotten it and everything like that. And to me, the score really doesn't matter. I wanted to, to see what it was just because I, I was excited and everything like that. The score to me truly does not. So just, strictly, so just strictly curiosity. I was curious. Okay. I mean, in his defense, look what he's rounding 24 seven. That's exactly that's what I'm saying. Where I'm is, I, is, is I, because he's not the first person I've ruined, unfortunately. He <laughs> um, <laughs> didn't trying, mean that like you <laughs> are, aren't salvageable, yes. Nick. <laughs> is what I'm trying to figure out is, is how do, how do, you have to have leaders in, in, positions right you can't you have you want a quarterback that knows what he's doing and that has been there before in his experience but you don't want to bring in a a rookie and that rookie trying to go and do the same thing that Tom Brady's trying to do so how do you how do we as hunters do a better job of introducing people without making the score or mature so relevant that somebody feels and I'm saying I hope you understand that I'm not saying this is your fault okay I'm saying this is my fault that they within killing one deer the very next thing they're concerned about is only shooting a i think in, deer. in nick's ask joey freaking perfect example he's yes. around me this is my biggest goal yet that i've was, ever had in my entire that was life impressive what you guys did. what he and did he has, you better tell people what he did though because that that sets a example of okay it, well that. i now that you're, i was just referring to his mentality i wasn't even referring to the big big thing but we can talk about that too uh, okay. But, so, Nick, you raised your hand, so what, did, what so were you saying? So, I think the, the biggest thing for the, the trying to kill a mature deer, because, oh, gosh, if I can actually run a camera as well. Um, 
the, the mature deer also is just an idea of, yes, I will probably, because I, I was sitting with Easton for, what, four straight yeah, days? Yeah, I probably didn't help him either now that I'm thinking about no. it. <laughs> well, like, he, he, had two, he had two little bucks come by that were probably either the same size of the deer that I shot or maybe just smaller or just a touch bit, like within that realm of the same size. And I'm sitting there, I'm saying, damn, I would still fling an arrow yeah, at you. Yeah, you did. Did that a few and times. Dave, like, <laughs> been sitting with David for the whole entire season, and I'm sitting there literally picking out all of his his young deer, and I'm still saying, yeah, I would shoot that one. Yeah, I would shoot that one. The, the mature idea would be fantastic, because like you guys said, it's it's good for the conservation, it's good for your, just your herd in general, and killing a mature buck is like, it's, it's that next tier up. I'm still gonna fling an arrow at whatever walks by. Okay. I think so killing, what, I think so killing what, a mature so what, deer Nick, is past your 170 marks or your 160s. That's a killing well, so a mature what, deer consistently. I think what, Shane, you got to put uh, the nail people, on the head. People probably couldn't hear what Nick said. Okay, so, so what Nick said was that um, basically that he hears us talking about all of the benefits of harvesting mature deer, which is 100 percent right. That it's better for the herd. It's more um, more beneficial conservation wise. You're doing um, a good job as far as the deer that you're choosing to take out. And, and he hears that probably every day from us uh, talking about that, but he's saying he still would shoot, you know, deer that aren't necessarily mature. And I think that that's where we just have to do a better job of how we talk about it because um, I, there's a difference. And then I think the other thing, the one way you could possibly bypass that is be shooting lots of, lots of does because the, the thing I think is the problem is that what you said, when that person that's only killed one deer or has only killed three deer and, they, and they're still learning, when they do finally get one shot at a mature buck, the chances that they mess it up is huh. very good because they don't have enough experience in that it's situation. A, it's yet. a lot so of then, pressure to put on somebody. Right. And, and so I think that's where they have, you have to give yourself time under the belt to work up to that. And then, like Easton said, because I'll tell you what, I know to me from that's a shooter to that's the one shooter – like the when I see it's the one deer that I'm trying to kill and, and he's coming towards me, the anticipation and excitement is still like even higher than just when it's a shooter because you've put in all of this time, all this effort, all this energy for that one in particular deer. I'm glad they so, can't smell us on the podcast because he is <laughs> cut the cheese without the crackers. He said, "I can smell you." <laughs> oh, he fart? Oh yeah. It <laughs> It's All okay, the cheese Christo. without the crackers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I think we need to kind of summarize on what we're talking about. So I, I think if I was to offer an opinion, and, and truly that's all that all of us sitting here are doing. We're just giving our opinion. We, there's no right or wrong. Um, I'm extremely happy and proud of the way that we started when you guys started hunting, and that was you have a green light. It was a green light. It was always a green light. It was always a green light with mom, you know. Still is. <laughs> when, yeah, when is when she's with Warren. It, um, but but Joey actually. Mom just shot a giant three and a half. <laughs> and I let her shoot it. So. Yeah. On purpose. But if she's in that stage and she locks that. That's good. She was yeah, so excited. She's pumped. She was Don't super, stop that. super excited. Exactly. And she doesn't have the time. Yep. It exactly. takes a lot of time to so, kill mature deer. Let me jump in real quick, and I'll make it quick. So I think kids are going to progress slower. You got Nick; it's mid twenties. He's wanting to catch up and get into that, you know, killing big. He's he know he sees he films you guys killing big deer, and it's that rush. He can't wait to feel that. He got pretty good rush the other night, <laughs> shooting his first deer, and it was good deer. It was nine pointer, and I mean, it's yep. awesome deer. But uh, 
it, I think it's just age. Age has got a lot to do with it and who you're around. And I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're good. I mean, that's where I'm going, though, is I'm saying that um, we want to make sure that we don't, even if you have the opportunity, you manage a farm or something, be careful that you aren't bringing the kids in and and setting them up that, okay, so we only, you may have a a stipulation of five or six years old, or you may have a 140-inch minimum, or you may have a a 100-inch minimum, or, or only racked bucks. Now, as long as the state, because there's a lot of states now that have that, that they have implemented a three-point rule or four-point rule. You follow the state guidelines, but my point is give them the green light. Give them the green light when they got that moment that they're sitting there and it is like, oh, my gosh, here it comes. The last thing that you want is a whole bunch of questions going on as this has started because it's diminishing a little bit of what is going on. And that is why I was always, you guys can shoot whatever, you know. Um, I won't. At that point, you know, because but my point is, is I was trying to put myself back in your shoes and saying there was nobody telling me I couldn't kill the first fork and horn I shot with my bow. And I was super jacked. And the first doe, I drugged two and a half miles, you know, and I mean, I was like cloud nine, you know, um, and but I didn't have anyone saying, well, you can't shoot that fork and horn. He's one, you know, I mean, you, I mean he, and he won't score X. Because yeah, yeah. he doesn't even make it to the score chart. But I think what you're talking about with the state, that's where East and I were super, super blessed that, you know, you're talking about kids, right? And that, and then say Nick in his mid-20s. Well, fortunately, since dad was a good dad, by the time East and I were 15, we had more experience hunting oh, than yeah. probably 80% of people because dad was taking us all the time. <laughs> By the time I'm fortunate now, by the time 26, I've got to spend so much time in the woods and so much time hunting mm-hmm. that I've been able to have opportunities that most people never get the chance at. Well, like I, we've had 30 some 40 days in the tree, which is because of everybody that's willing to support us that we even have the ability to do that. So there's definitely stages to that. But I think it was kind of funny because Shane learned that this year on uh, when he took one of the campers. He called me. He's like, "Hey, man, what are you, what are you doing? You know, when you have." When you take a kid and and one of your like three and a half year olds or something that steps out that you that you want to shoot, I said, I gar hole him, <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> and I, and what I mean by that is I I take them somewhere that I don't care at all what right. they shoot, but like that anything that walks out they can shoot, and he's like, oh shit, <laughs> and that's a different stage I've hit, like uh, white's deer, you know that's that deer had some potential, yeah. Uh, I don't want to say Nick Deer's got potential. He'll, 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 he'll get <laughs> wishing he hadn't shot it. But all these deer have potential. I mean, yeah. and they're good, great deer. And if my wife ever listens to this, she's like, that's not even you sitting there talking. Because, I mean, this is just now changing for me where I let people come in on those farms and shoot deer. I mean, my kids and stuff like that. But quick story, her first deer. I mean, we just had started management in Kentucky, and this 85-inch eight-pointer comes out, and she's like, there he is. I'm like. Oh gosh, and you know he's like this. I'm like, you can't shoot him. And this is the last last muzzleloader, last day of the last muzzleloader. So this is this is it. She's hunting with me hard all year, and I'm like, and it's early. I said it's four thirty. You know, we got an hour. Maybe something bigger come out. And she's like, I can't believe you're not wanting to shoot. She gets mad, and I mean, <laughs> I know it's gonna be a long ride home because we live about an hour from the farm there, and uh, this. So I'm sitting there praying to God, please let something good come out. Well, sure enough, thirty minutes later, this nine pointer comes out, 128 inches. I'm like, there he is, Paula. He's coming out. Good deer, good deer. You know, I get excited. She gets like, are you serious? Can I shoot? Are you not going back? I'm, I'm, it's shooting. He comes out 90 yards. Boom. She drops him. She jumps up, squalls. She is excited. She cries. Worst thing I ever done. I should have let her shot that 85, uh, 85 uh, 
inch deer. She did not want to shoot anything from there on, any smaller than that. I mean, it, I I took it away from her. It's and natural. She, it's she natural would, not to want to regress. Especially when you got a guy sitting there saying, you shoot that, I'm divorcing you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't not know that, it was that serious. It wasn't that serious, but it was, I'm like, we can't shoot it. And we had other hunters there. He's the problem. I, am, <laughs> I, I have been the problem for a long time when it comes to that. And I'm just oh, now my God. But I would tell you, though, too, it's all right to take take – have a place where you don't care as much yes. and take kids there. You yeah. don't need to, you don't to be a good person or good. You don't need to let people shoot your, the deer that you were trying to grow into yeah. big deer. I just don't be able to reward it. yourself. I mean, yeah. What I have. I yeah. That's a different situation. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with that, Shane. I mean, and yeah, I no. do the same. And I agree with Warren. That's what I told you. I said, you should have, you should have been making Nick wait for our old crap butt. <laughs> <laughs> no. The excitement that boy had. You're not. You're that's not what it's all about, though. Exactly. It, that's worth more to to you and Nick and to yes. us. That would be going against everything we just sit here and said if yeah, I told absolutely. him to stay back because he's never killed a deer before. Uh, it probably was one of my big hit listers one day. You know, he <laughs> he took that away from me. But that's, that's I'm joking. <laughs> totally joking. Nick. Unless there's something we don't know about, I don't think you would have had to worry about the whole divorce part with Nick. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's my love over here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back on topic. You mean there's something I don't know about <laughs> He gets jealous. Everybody's <laughs> going to be so confused. Yeah, it's me, not you. You, prob- you probably shouldn't have decoyed it for Nick either because then he's all bristled up and everything. Oh, yeah. Made him look bigger. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he, it was a cool deer. Great hunt. I'll never I mean, I'll never forget that hunt. It was as good as anything I've had happen all year long. And, and watch his excitement. He was excited, and I was excited for him. And, you know, the drama. Is he coming in? Is he not coming in? All these does have been out there acting stupid all day. I was about to jerk the decoy down because they were really making me think I had something wrong with it. I had the ears pinned back like no other. I was wanting something, you know, three or four-year-old come in there and just try to kill it and he gets shoot it, you know. <laughs> and uh, But anyhow, it was awesome. I, I would, I mean, I would do it over 100 times in a row and never think twice about it. That's cool. That's what it's all about. So do, let me ask you this, then. Do you think if we got rid of scoring, if theoretically scoring was not a thing, nobody knew what scores were, that um, it wasn't discussed, would it change what people are pursuing, would it change how people interact with one another? Would it do anything for the hunting community? Nope. No, they'd be it, they'd just be going for the most unique and big ones. Now, now it's just going to be a matter of classifying it as, oh, it's a freaking tank compared to, oh, it's a big deer. <laughs> or their prey would still, somebody else would come out with another system. Yeah. It, there, it would. That's but you just said theoretically if there wasn't yeah. any. <laughs> but so, well, but I think you're right. I think they, it would still, they're still going to be still gonna searching. You're still going to look for the biggest, the best, the yes. whatever. Well, there's ways of scoring quarterbacks, right? But the human race came up with the term "goat." Just put it on the greatest I can't of all. He knows what that means. Greatest of all time, you know. <laughs> that and is really impressive for you. Yeah. I'm proud of you for that. Well, but my point Way is, way to stay in tune in the there, world. There would have been something that someone would have, in order to gauge the deer, so that you would understand that a ten point or a ten point or a ten point, because we could be talking about the same thing. Yeah, you know, or you hear the the thirty pointer or whatever, and, and <laughs> I am really impressed with you. That's two references today. The thirty pointer is from like the seventies. Yeah, that's a yeah, Christmas but song. that means he has to do something <laughs> outside of a deer to know what it is. So oh, good job. Uh, all right, well, very proud of you. But I, was there anything else that we wanted to cover on the score? I mean, we haven't talked anything about non typical scoring. Typical scoring. We were all just talking a little but bit of a go about. I don't think it's about like the actual scoring side. It's it's no, about I, the premise of what a score means or absolutely. Says or, and so I it's hope okay everyone for people to sco- score a deer, score a deer too, score if your you, deer. And if you want to care, if you're concerned about what the net score is of your deer, there ain't nothing wrong with that in my well, book. Better either. be okay because we're scoring our deer. So oh, yeah, I'm but, saying like people that are really concerned about. 
they want this deer to net this and they want to put it oh. in the book and they want to do that. In my opinion, do it. Do that too. As yeah. long as you're not dogging people for what they shoot. Yep. I don't care what you do and, and I think that's good for you, man. I, I I am just as supportive for you as I am the guy that gets his heart going on a sporky and I shoots know. him. The other one is um sending sending your picture to buddies uh, or like a truck and a picture to buddies and saying, What do you think? You think I should shoot this one? Shouldn't shoot this one? Ooh, well, cares? Then I just got one today. People will send you a picture and say, score this deer. Mm. And I can tell you right now, we have all screwed up the scoring a deer from a picture. Oh, yeah. Yes. They can I, turn but their... that, that is completely different from what I'm saying with this, though. This is they're asking if they should shoot the deer or not. Who cares what I think? They're asking if you'll be proud of it. Yeah, if you will be happy with shooting that deer and you go walk up that thing and you're over the moon, shoot the freaking deer. I don't care what it is. You know what I tell all of them now? What? If I was you, I'd smoke that deer. And then they're all like, okay. Because the only way, the only reason that you're sending me that deer is is you need some exterior validation on whether you should shoot it or not. Yep. And so is what I do is I'm going to give you that exterior validation because you already clearly want to shoot the deer. Yep. And for whatever reason, you think that my approval matters. I'm telling you, it doesn't. Or just somebody. Here you go. So go yeah. shoot the deer. <laughs> I, I pretty much tell them all the same thing. Great deer. Good luck, man. Hope you get him. Send us a pick. Yep. You know, and then and when you're I telling, just tell them they're crazy. Why the heck wouldn't you? <laughs> if I send one to you guys, it's because I want to know if I'm big on it, not really, or whatever. I'm not. I don't look for approval anymore because I mean, yep. that's it. when that moment like he read there happens, doesn't matter what anyone thinks. I mean, it's. Uh, but I want to know like. And those trail camera pictures, just like that guy used in that shed, those trail, I can get the same deer, three or four different pictures, and sometimes he might look 140, then he look 170, and then he looks 150, then when you kill him, it tells you how big it was. But then I'll send two or three pictures sometimes, say, what do you think about this deer? I mean, different angles of him. I mean, do you think he's, you know, mine's never really about the rack. It's all about age, because that's the hardest thing in the world for me to judge is that three to four, is he three to four, is he four to five? He, you know, it's like, it drives me crazy. I can't wait till we get those teeth back. It, you know? can, yeah. it can change when you got them coming in, though, because I say, like, I thought I was to the stage of that I didn't care about rack as much as I did mature deer, you know. And the first deer I killed that was 172, it, we called him Dragon. You know, and and he was off limits. I was not going <laughs> to shoot this deer, and nobody was. Nobody else. Was we knew shoot he was four, and uh, and he starts coming in like uh, he's like it was November eleventh or something like that. And Dad was in the tree with me, and we saw him. And I was, and I started looking at him, like, man, that deer, he's big. <laughs> and he's like, I didn't Dad's help. Like, I'm like, that's a big deer. I'd shoot that deer. He's yeah. like, yeah, he is big. And then he started walking to me like, we're shooting this one. And I and after I'd been like, you know not shooting him he's four and then i was like i'm shooting this deer and as soon as he 13 he was at 13 then he wheeled and i shot him and and, it, and he ended up being 170 inch deer which we thought he was like 155 160 we but knew he was heavy my point right. was really for heavy. me it was the biggest deer of my life yeah and i'd be that. nuts to be passing the yep. biggest deer of my life because he was four yep so it's no difference <clears throat> you'd be neglecting yourself than taking that kid out that's never killed a deer and not letting him shoot like i did my wife and uh it's you got to go through those stages, yep. and that's what I didn't realize then is I wasn't at the stage to be saying that I was that I was that's had a good earned point. the right good to point. be passing a hundred and seventy inch deer because he's four. Yep. I didn't. I had not killed a big enough big deer and had, and knew enough of what I was doing to be able to say that. And I can say that about myself because it was me, obviously. I'm still trying to figure out Ben's stage because he went from like I don't want to shoot the hundred and seventy <laughs> to like a. 110 inch eight point come in and you heard him on those videos. He is excited. I mean, when he's talking about giggling, Ben gets giggly when he shoots. Well, you find some of that potion for me and bottle it up. I, I got wish a couple I could. people I'm going to give it to. We'll buy a lot of <laughs> ground tell, if we can. 
it you got a whole different premise when you're looking at pictures before the season of what you're going to try to kill as opposed to when the thing walks in. Uh, trail yeah. camera pictures are the worst because there's a big difference between having pictures of deer and having that deer walk within shooting distance. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, Hershey. I hated that deer. We had a deer I call it, we call Hershey. Hated him. Knew it. We had pictures of him for like one or two years. I told Warren, I don't care that he's my biggest deer. He is the ugliest deer <laughs> I think I have ever looked, like got a chance to hunt. I avoided him like so because I was scared that if he did come by, I'm like, gosh, he is the biggest deer. And sure as crap, last day of the season, the freaking deer came in and I shot him. I was like, <laughs> granted, I didn't realize it was him at the time because I was so pumped it was that big. But I walked into that season saying, oh, I'm not shooting this deer. Walks in, he gets shot. <laughs> I think he's freaking cool. I'll be crow a lot. Oh, yeah. 100%. So, well, there you guys have it. We've talked and talked and talked, and I think maybe we've talked more about maybe some of the ethics behind hunting and some of the real meaning and reasons behind hunting more than we've talked about the score. And I think what took us there was seeing what's happened with the score. I'm, I'm going to continue to score my deer. We're going to continue to score other people's deer. I'll continue to pay attention to when Shane tells me, hey, I think I saw a 170 or a 110 or whatever. But don't let score overshadow what hunting really is about and what it really means. Um, just use it as a reference. Use it as a way of knowing what you're looking at. And, man, don't. And, and if you're one goals, of, if you want to set some goals. Sure. Like that. But it, and if you're one of those people out there that's fortunate enough to be in a place where you could offer someone to feel the same feeling you've felt, give them that opportunity and don't put no limits on them. You know, give them that opportunity to, to walk out there and sit down and a doe comes in and they're ready to shoot, let them shoot. You know, um, and but at but it's not selfish of you to take them to a different spot where you want to hold on to your stuff. That's not what we're saying. So gar hole them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a, I was trying to put it in better terminology. So, but anyhow, so that's just our opinion guys. And we sure appreciate all the, I cannot tell you enough how much we appreciate the reviews that you guys have been leaving. This podcast has kind of blown up for us. Um, we had no idea that it would. So please continue to send the reviews. Even better is you guys have been sending all kinds of, um, suggestions on the next podcast please continue to do that because we will know we have a list now made um and i can tell you that probably two-thirds of that list have come from you guys so we just haven't gotten to everyone we'll try to get there um but with that i just want to say thank you again and from the raised hunting crew we sure appreciate you shane thanks for stopping in again today Um, so as always no we appreciate you you're still married right Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. I'll let her shoot another one the year after. She's smiling <laughs> one shot. And she was mad. She's like, oh, this ain't as big as the other one. That's why I said it on her. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you next time from the Raised Hunting Crew. We're out. Really? Thank you. <laughs>